Beloved in Christ, in our gospel of today, from Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 22, we are told that once when Jesus was praying in solitude, the disciples were with him. He asked them, Who do the crowd say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the ancient prophets. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said in reply, The Christ of God. He rebuked them and directed them not to tell this to anyone. He said, the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Dear friends, Jesus asked the disciples what the people were saying about him. Jesus wanted to be sure whether the people really knew him or understood why or who understood who he was. Friends, after they gave the opinions and what others said about him, Jesus pinned the apostles themselves, the disciples themselves to the ground, so to speak, and asked them to declare their own understanding and their own personal knowledge of him. Dear friends, who is Jesus to you? What about you? Who is Jesus to you? What about you? Do we have a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ? Dear friends, it is good for us to worship God together in group or in groups as a church but it is very 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 crucial and important and more important for us to know jesus personally jesus wants us to have a personal relationship with him and dear friends i've come to realize that one of the reasons why some people leave the catholic church for example is because they leave to other churches because those churches reach out to them and helped them to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And dear friends, a personal relationship with Jesus is so sweet, is so wonderful, is so refreshing, is so rich, is so awesome, that once you have that personal relationship with him, friends, you and I, you and I will not trade it for anything. Friends, we joke with a relationship with Jesus because we don't have the personal relationship with him. Some of us are still flirting with Jesus, not married to him, because we don't truly know who Jesus is. I repeat, some of us are flirting and joking with, a and, and joking with Jesus because we don't truly have a personal relationship with him. And friends, if somebody is able to introduce Jesus to you, and you accept him and you have this and you encounter that and you have that personal encounter with him friends you will trade him for nothing 
and I made a point. Some, some Catholics leave the church and now say they have seen the light because they didn't have a personal relationship with him in the church. And some of us are still in church, yet we don't have a personal, a concrete relationship with Jesus. Look at what Jesus showed us. Jesus had a personal relationship with the Father. And so he was praying in solitude. He was praying alone. Some of us have no alone time with Jesus. We have no time. We have no quiet time. We have no personal time with Jesus because we don't have that relationship with him. And some of us still don't, don't acknowledge his presence. He said he will be with us at all times. But friends, because we don't have that personal knowledge, nothing, we don't have a desire to be with him. Jesus had a desire to be with the Father always because he had a personal relationship with the Father. And that is what he is calling us to do. That is what he's inviting us to imitate him. Jesus was praying in solitude. If Jesus is the Son of God, and in fact, he is God, and yet made time to pray, how much more do we need time to pray as human beings? Let us always remember, Jesus is God, yet he made time to pray. We must even make much more time to pray. Look at what David says in the responsorial psalm. David had a personal relationship with the Lord. He said, blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, my mercy and my fortress my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield, in whom I trust. Take note of that. It's so personal. He said, blessed be the Lord, my rock. It's a personal rock. The Lord, he sees the Lord as his rock, his stronghold. My mercy, he sees the Lord as his, his mercy. The Lord as my fortress. That's what David said, my fortress. My stronghold, my, my, he keeps saying my, my. Can we own the Lord? Can we possess the Lord and declare him as my, my Lord, my Savior, my dad and my dad? So the question posed to you now is who is the Lord to you? Jesus posed that question to the disciples and he's asking you and I this morning, who is the Lord to you? Friends, and we cannot declare who he is to us personally if we have not experienced him personally in one way or the other. So for David, David saw the Lord as his rock. He saw him as his mercy. He saw him as his, his fortress. When David sinned in Psalm 51, the Lord forgave him. He confessed. He, he felt the mercy of God. So he declared the Lord as his mercy. When he was being pursued to be killed by Saul and Goliath, so to speak, the, the, the Lord delivered him, and so he calls the Lord his rock, his deliverer. He calls him his stronghold, and he calls him his shield. He calls him his trust. Who is the Lord to you? Friends, we cannot have a personal relationship with the Lord unless we develop a personal time to be with him. Friends, if you are not familiar with somebody, you cannot know the person. We have to learn to be familiar with the Lord. 
You know, this popular saying that familiarity breeds contempt shouldn't be the, in fact, it shouldn't be the case. Familiarity should breed fondness. Familiarity should, should breed fondness, closeness. When we are familiar with people, we shouldn't take them for granted so that it will breed contempt. But on the other hand, familiarity should draw us closer to one another and should, should, should make us fond to be with one another. Familiarity should breed fondness, closeness, like a personal relationship with somebody. So Jesus teaches us that if we want to have this personal relationship with him or with the Father, we must learn to make personal times, quiet times, seriously. We must learn to go to the Lord in prayer, alone. And when we are alone with him, he will reveal himself to us. In John chapter 15, Jesus says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear fruit and i and the father will come and show ourselves to you that comes only if we will abide with him you know he goes on to say in the verse uh, chapter john 14 verse 15 if you love me you will obey my commandments i will ask the father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever he is the spirit who reveals the truth about god Whoever accepts my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. My father will love whoever loves me. I too will love him and reveal myself to him. Did you hear that? That's John 14, 21. Whoever accepts my commandments and obeys them is the one who loves me. My father will love whoever loves me. I too will love him and reveal myself to him. And dear friends, like human relationships, when you love somebody, you want to be with that person. When you love somebody, you want to be alone with the person when you truly love somebody. Think of a boy and a girl in love or a man and a woman in love, young boys and young girls in love. Think about it. They want to be alone. And so Jesus says, if you love me, if you love me, you will want to be with me. Jesus' presence or praying in solitude was a sign of his love of the Father. Friends, if we sincerely and truly love Jesus, we will make time to be with him alone. In fact, we will long to be with him. Psalm 42 verse 1, As the deer pants for running water, so my soul yearns for you, O Lord my God. And in Psalm 63 verse 1, Oh God, you are my God, for you I long. For you I long. What do we long for? What do we yearn for? What do we love to be in company with? Friends, many of us love our mobile phones more than we love the Lord. Many of us love some TV programs more than we love the Lord. Many of us love, some of us love soccer, Premier League. La Liga, we love them more than we love the Lord. Friends, and because we do love them, we make time for them. We never go anywhere without our mobile phones. It's interesting, even some of us, when we are bathing, we even take our phones to the bathroom. What call are we going to make in the bathroom? 
but because we love them. This is the way we are supposed to be with the Lord, praying with him, communicating with him at all times, wherever we find ourselves. You know, that's why the first reading will say, there is an appointed time for everything under the heavens. There is an appointed time for everything. There is time for everything. A time to pray, a, a, time to, um, a time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to uproot the plant. But friends, when it comes to being with the Lord, all, every time is a time to pray. St. Paul will tell us in 1 Thessalonians 5 that pray without season. Pray without season. Pray at all times. Be in touch with the Lord at all times. So even though there is a time for activity to be done on earth, a time for that and a time for that, as we are seeing in the first reading, friends, when it comes to prayer and communication with God, we are supposed to pray at all times. In other words, every time is a time to be in touch with the Lord. Jesus tells us also in Luke 18 verse 1, he gave a parable there that we should pray without season. We should pray at all times. We should be in touch with God. Why? Because, friends, when we are in touch with God at all times, we are going to be joyful people forever. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Jesus wants us to be joyful. He tells us in John, I want your joy to be complete. I want your joy to be full. Friends, joy comes in his presence. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. That is the invitation God or Jesus is giving us this morning. And he wants us to have this personal knowledge of him. That is very crucial. Apart from the fact that personal knowledge, and in fact, that's the most important one, personal knowledge of Jesus simply means salvation. John 17, 3. To know Jesus personally is to be saved. For this is knowledge. For this is salvation. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Who you have sent. Knowing Jesus is salvation. And no wonder St. Paul said, I desire to know him alone and the power of his resurrection, that I may know him. Philippians 3.10. That should be our desire. And I've said it over and over again. Friends, if we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, we will not long to be with him. Friends, if we truly know Jesus, we will trade him for nothing. If we truly know Jesus, we will long to always be in his presence. I challenge you, if you are here this morning, and you don't have an inner craving, a longing to always be in the presence of the Lord, a longing to always pray, a longing to always read your Bible, a longing to always be in touch with the Lord, friends, check your knowledge of the Lord. Check your knowledge of the Lord. For all you know, you don't truly know Jesus, or we don't truly know him, so to speak. Because if we truly know Jesus, friends, we will trade him for nothing. We cannot know Jesus when we don't make a personal effort and to have a personal time to be with him in prayer. We cannot know Jesus if we don't make a personal effort to have quiet time, to meditate on the word of God. We cannot know Jesus if we don't make a personal effort to visit him in the blessed sacrament, to, 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 to adore him in the Eucharist. We cannot know Jesus if we don't make a personal effort to receive him in the sacraments, the various sacraments of the church. Because in all the sacraments, during the sacraments, the celebration of the sac sacraments, we encounter Jesus in every celebration of the sacraments. 
Friends, Jesus desires that we know him personally. Jesus doesn't want to take things for granted, as many of us are doing. So he pinned the disciples down and asked them, but you, who do you say I am? What about you? Who do you say that I am? What about you? Do you truly know me? Friends, we will know no peace. We will know no joy. We will know no understanding and no love unless or and until we come to know Jesus personally. Friends, know Jesus, know peace. K-N-O-W, Jesus, K-N-O-W, peace. N-O, Jesus, N-O, peace. Know Jesus, know peace. Know Jesus, know joy. Friends, it, 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 it is real. And that is what Jesus is inviting us to. Jesus wants us to understand him. Jesus wants us to be saved. Jesus wants us to be like him. So he asked the question, you know, you cannot be like somebody if you don't know the person. You cannot imitate somebody if you don't know the person. And that is what Jesus is calling us. Jesus wants us to be free to worship him. Jesus wants us to be, to, to be, to be, to be joyful in worshiping him. John 8, 32. Jesus wants us to know him, to be free. Some of us are still entangled by all manner of ideas and funny thoughts. But only the truth, who is Jesus, can set us free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. To truly know Jesus is to be truly free. To truly know Jesus is to be truly free. And the Father is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Friends, this is crucial. We cannot enjoy worship on Sundays, on weekdays, and at any time if we don't know Jesus very well. If we don't know Jesus truly. And we cannot please the Father unless we worship him in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for people who know him and people who worship him in spirit and in truth. Friends, let us wake up. Let us be serious with Bible sharing, with Bible studies, with Bible studies, with quiet time, with personal prayer, with adoration, with receiving the sacraments. These are means that we can come to know the Lord personally. Friends, and I repeat, if we get to know Jesus personally, we will trade him for nothing. If we don't have that longing to be with the Lord, let us check our personal relationship with, Lord, with the Lord. Are we truly in love with Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? What about you? Who do you say the Son of Man is? Who do you say the Son of Man is? And it's interesting, until we know him who he is, we cannot evangelize. We cannot talk about something we don't truly know. We can't talk about something we don't know. So Jesus wants everyone to be saved, and he calls on us to talk about Jesus for people to know. But we cannot talk about him unless we truly know him first of all. May God help us to yearn. May God create in us. Let us pray for this desire that God will create in us a longing to know Jesus. A longing to know Jesus. But you, who do you say I am? What about you? Who is Jesus to you? What about you? Who is Jesus to you? God bless you.